Welcome to a bonus episode of the Productivityist Podcast for International Podcast Day. It is September 30th, 2019. This is when it's on. Now, you can listen to this at any time or even September 30th, 2020, 2021. It doesn't really matter. I've been podcasting for, gosh, longer than I probably should have. And and my guest, my very special guest on this episode has been there for a good deal of that journey and probably would agree that I've been doing this way too long. My guest is, uh, you know, if you've been following my work for a while, you've been following me along in my podcast journey, you're going to know who this is. My guest this week is my former co-host and good friend uh, of, uh, you know, Mike's on Mike's and Workflowing, uh, Michael Schechter. Thanks for joining me on this special episode. I appreciate you paying me to be here. <laughs> this is what I did with all, by the way, everyone that's been listening to other episodes, like this is where all the ad money went. Literally yeah, 100%. all. Yep. I, I gotta be honest, you, you had to back up the money truck. It was nice. <laughs> I got the little beep, beep, beep. And I could do it. because it's sweet party money. Yeah, it's all American dollars. So it was easy to do. I didn't have to do any exchanges or anything like that. And so you will be hearing ads for, and by the way, the ads that we've done up to this point, that has only covered 50% of the payment. So there's going to be more ads to come. That's why I asked that question of be, all those people. You're going to be paying this off for a good long time to come. Yes. Yeah, probably. And, and it's a debt that can never be repaid. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's good. It's, uh, it's good to have you. Is, it's nice to talk to you. Is that the formal thing I'm yeah. supposed to say, even though I don't mean it? That was in the script. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so one thing that we used to do, and you can actually look back and probably if you Google Mike's on Mike's or you Google Schechter and Vardy, you'll probably see like like little breadcrumbs of our episodes, maybe even some snippets. You won't find the actual episodes because we were on 5 by 5 and we're no longer on 5 by 5 so those episodes are gone. Um, but one segment that we used to do, and we carried that through from you know the very beginning, was a segment, and I brought a segment back to my show, the, this show, uh, you know, you know, my podcast pick of the week, but we used to have a, a segment that, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of like, so I can't wait to hear what you're drinking this week. Cause we had the segment called, what are you drinking? And it was, you know, I was drinking one type of beer and you were drinking another and we talked about it and then we got into the conversation. So that begs the question. Uh, I'll tell you actually first, what am I drinking? I'm drinking, uh, what I used to drink actually quite a bit when we, we were on the show, my wife on the way home, she picked up a fat tug IPA from Driftwood Brewery, which is like one of the go-to IPAs that I have. Um, but Mr. Schechter, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a LaCroix orange because I'm on the whole 30 and I'm super happy about the whole thing. <laughs> so the whole 30, which I've done, um, and I did it a couple years ago, uh, on the, you know, kind of on the, not, I wouldn't say advice, maybe the behest of uh, Courtney Carver who said, you know, you should try this if you want to, you know, and so I did and it worked, it really worked. But one of the reasons that, you know, I think that it it's, it's a, it's a nice framework, I think. And that's, I think something that people kind of need when they're going on, a, you know, kind of a program. And, and I think the whole 30 for some people becomes a lifestyle and others, it just becomes a, a program. But when I reached out to you to say, Hey, can you be on this show? You, you, I mean, I remember reading this now that you said you were on the whole third. I, I forgot that you were doing it like right now. Uh, and you're not doing it alone either, but you, you sent me a, you know, we, it started to spark a conversation around productivity, um, around something that you wrote. So, and the whole third is kind of one of the elements that you brought to light. So let's talk a bit about that because I, I have some thoughts on the whole 30, but I have some thoughts on programs in general. And so do you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to use the word kismet and Mike Barty in the same <laughs> sentence. It, it, it kind of, you know, as a New York Jew, gives me agita. But basically, I literally wrote the first thing I've written about productivity in, I want to say, years and that day you texted me to come on the podcast. So there was <laughs> definitely something going on. And I literally after wrote it, I, I, I will talk it through, but I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I think this is good. It sounds good. I'm, I think it'll actually help me, but I'm going to send it to Barty and just see what he thinks. And ding, my phone goes off. So sort of an opportune moment to talk this through. But I mean, really, it comes down to for me, you know, again, anyone who has ever listened to you and me ramble on about productivity nonsense pretty clear i have a decent amount of responsibility between uh, my job i'm the breadwinner of the family right now and i've got three adorable but you know rambunctious young children my wife you know tolerates me and i have to work to make sure she tolerates me there's a lot going on on the responsibility front and always just historically going back i you know, definitely deal with adhd and childhood and adult have a fairly low level of impulse control so building habits is not exactly my strong suit you know, in the case of this diet, I tend to do really well at the obsessive parts of things. So it's like for 30 days, you have to withhold all these things for yourself. No freaking problem. But day 31 is usually where uh, the wheels come off the wagon for me. So, you know, I'm doing the reset right now. I think Whole30 is really good for that. Just kind of flush out the system, you know, feel better about yourself. And then, you know, it's the figure out what the heck I'm going to do next part that uh, – really got, got me writing and got me talking to you again. So I'm kind of, again, back to depressed. So one of the things when I do the whole 30 is, and, and they talk about this, is you ease back into it after 30 days. But it's very um, uh, broad and ambiguous. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's, for me, it's not ease back into it. I no, think I know. It's like you fall, you fall out of orbit. <laughs> you don't have those boosters to push you back up into orbit you're just going to fall out of orbit and you're going to crash down aggressively towards earth that's that's more the challenge i have with it than the slow inevitable slide back well and, and the thing you sent me when i when i read when i read it i like i really liked it because it reminded me and we're going to talk about like this idea of setting your combination um because i like the it's got some constraints around it right but it also has um some flexibility within it too because i think what happens for a lot of people and especially people i've talked to over the years is that when they take on some kind of system whether it's a diet a productivity framework whatever they they feel that if the the constraints are there they can either lean into those and then when the constraints are no longer there like you said they just crash hard or the constraints are so restrictive and rigid that they they seem to almost find a way to break it or get out of it. And then they say, see, this thing doesn't work. So what am I doing? So I think that one of the conversations I actually had on the way back from my trip to Santa Barbara not too long ago was somebody telling me about the Pomodoro technique. And he asked me, he goes, do you know what that is? Cause we had, and I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. Cause we, he, we exchanged what we did for a living. And he said, well, yeah, I guess you would. He goes, but I do it differently. I do. Instead of doing 25 minutes on five minutes off, 25, five off, he does 50 on 10 off. Cause he's a coder and he says, I need that 20, that first bit to kind of wrap my head around something. And then the rest of the time to actually code. And I, and he, it was interesting because he didn't say I kind of hacked the Pomodoro technique or whatever. He said, I do the Pomodoro technique. So it was, he personalized it. And what I like about what you sent me is it wasn't even a personalization of a specific framework, but you're like, Hey, the, I run into these things. The whole 30 is an example of this, but I need to, I need to have some kind of framework so that I can say, okay, this is, this is, this is what I'm trying to do. How can I make sure that I do it without, you know, 
without things falling through the cracks or without me falling through the cracks down the line. So can you, I would love to lean in like, and talk more about that because I think that a lot of people just don't take the time to even think about this stuff, let alone kind of say, okay, how do I, let me set something up that'll work. Right. I, I think, you know, you sort of hit the nail on the head, which again, hurts me to admit, uh, with the system like this, you do it for a while and you're like, okay, this part of the system works, but I know it's not sustainable. And sure, there's a bunch of advice out there, but I'm highly motivated not to read that advice. In the case of my eating, I really want to eat junk food. I really want to stress eat. So I don't want to go out and figure out what is the right diet. But as I'm doing this, I'm like, ah, most of the parts are there, sort of similar to the Pomodoro thing. It's not quite right for me. It's too rigid, but I could do this, you know, five days a week. So it got me thinking, and weirdly, I was kind of the let's say the light bulb went off, and I was actually talking more about my kids. You know, definitely, uh, I'm sure as a fellow parent, you know, dealing with screen time is a true joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're having a conversation. We're like, okay, what do we do? You know, is it an hour a day? Is it you know not during the week? And then we got to this like, okay, well, what if we did five days during the week? They're really not using their devices for anything other than like school stuff. And two days a week, they get to play. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually probably a pretty good idea for me for the diet. I'm going to do five days on, two days off. And that just sort of got me started thinking, okay, so we're five and two. So how often do I want to do that? Well, I really kind of need to make that my system. I want to make it 52 weeks a year. All right, so we got 52, we got 52. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's not realistic. So okay, I'm going to give myself five vacation days that I can use in my own. And, you know, since it's a job and you legally have to, I'm also going to give myself two sick days, which got me to this probably ridiculous, but I think might actually work version of an idea for me, of like 52, 52, 52. That is my combination to secure in this goal. So for five days on, two days off, 52 weeks a year, five sick days, uh, five vacation days, two sick days. That is my combination to eat healthy. Again, this is probably insane. It is fully untested. This is not like, I have had success for four years. I'm like, this is the dumb thing that I'm going to try on day 31. And I've done the whole 30 before to try to actually continue to maintain, but not kidding myself about I'm going to go out and find six other systems to do this. I needed a small, easy, manageable way to actually make this work. Well, and the other thing is you remember that combination. Think about like, uh, you know, we have uh, when we took over the basement and recently this year, we started to Airbnb out the basement when my daughter was away. She would go up to the Yukon to do some summer work or whatever. And we would we put a combination on the door. Right. So we use one of those combination keypads. All you have to do is remember that number. Right. So it's like, OK, I know how to get into the door and you can set several of them. Each family member has their own. When you set a combination to a bike lock to anything like that, I mean, back when we went to had to have lockers for our school, I mean, you just knew what that combination was. The difference is, is that you can say, here's the here's the root combination, right? Like, here's what this three the, you've got, like a three series or three kind of. A, yeah, basically three number three numbers. Uh, you can decide. And you even said here, like the thing I'm reading right now, you know, like, hey, if you want to have it three days a week. Every week, but only for the summer, no days off, no sick days. Well, it's 30, 34, 13, 0, 0. As long as you know what those are and you can connect to them, you're, then, it's, then, you can, then you can use it. It's, and I think it's the connection part that really matters, right? No, 100%. It's, is this the thing that's actually going to get me to do it? You know, you talk about Pomodoro. Sure, Pomodoro has a really good recommended way of doing things. But if you don't take things and personalize them, they're not going to work. Now, I think you can also take something and ultimately dilute it down to the point where it's fundamentally worthless. Mm. So, again, you know, thinking in terms of conversations we've had, things I've written in the past, I'm like, all right, look, 
I think this 52-52-52 thing is a really good, noble ambition. But I also know myself, and it's probably not a realistic goal. I'm probably going to cheat. I'm probably going to slip. I am not the most disciplined human, especially when stress comes and kicks in. But what I, what's my real goal here? My goal here is to be healthier. It is to not want to throw up when I see myself in the mirror, and it is to be around for my kids when they get married. Those are kind of, you know, the two. The, the current goal is the, about the throwing up, and the future goal is about the kids. Mm-hmm. So what do I actually need? Like, what do I need to secure that in? So, again, taking the same thing. I still think this five days on, two days off is the right system. I still think I don't want to go crazy with, you know, the vacation days. So I think the five vacation days, two sick days is good. But 48 weeks a year is probably more realistic. There's going to be vacations. There's going to be that one week at work where you just know it's not going to happen. You're traveling on the road. You know, Vardy, you and I have always yep. uh, talked about when I used to travel to no, – not used to. I still travel to at Las Vegas for work. And you're just so in the midst of things. Your routine completely falls to garbage. So what I started doing for myself is with this, I actually locked in a minimum. So 52, 52, 52, current goal, 52, 48, 52. And again, I know this is sounding nuts, but I, I just kind of need this for myself to keep myself stupidly engaged in the process, but also kind of make sure I actually you know, hold myself accountable. That is the lowest I can go to actually consider this goal secure. So again, playing with flexibility, playing with making it work for myself, I feel like I now have sort of a baseline that I can use. I don't think something like this applies to a large group of goals. I think this is about a very focused group of goals. I'm going to try it with one. I think my goal is ultimately to potentially get up to about six of these that I'm trying to manage. I think anything more than that, you know, again, you talk about like your bike locker, your, you know, if you're in high school, your gym locker, your all these different things. You can only kind of mentally hold on to so many of these at the same time. It's a complicated system, so I think it has to be used in a focused manner. But I kind of want to try it and see if it helps me develop habits in a way that I've really struggled, not on the big habits. I'm actually pretty okay at like large projects, really tackling them and knocking them down. It's the little things that add up that just kind of fall to the wayside for me. And I think this is a decent scaffolding. Well, and I think the other thing is is a lot of people when they when they take on a system is that they – they, it's an all or nothing approach, right? Like you said, okay, that's it. 52, 50, 50. Most people would go there. Like if I don't hit 52, 52, 52, that's it. Like I failed. And then you, you start to go into this. Okay. I guess I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. This didn't work. The, the whole system is garbage. And I come across this a lot with, with time crafting where I say, Hey, you know what? Try to theme one day of the week. Like when I'm working with a client, I'll say, Hey, just theme one day. And then, cause they see what I do and they're like, you theme seven days a week. And you've got these, hor-. I'm like, it seems really rigid. I'm like, it, to you, it seems that way. But to me, it's 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 scaffolding. It's a structure. Like, I know that I, I have direction no matter where I turn. I know the direction I'm supposed to go in. I don't always go that way. Let's be, I mean, we're human. But I know it. I have that minimum viable kind of thing. So, And you've, you've done the same thing. And like you said, it's, it's you know, the most secure be 52, 52, 52. But if you go to 52, 48, 52, you're still secure. It's it's your baseline. And and I think that people, no matter what you're doing, whether you adopt what, what you're talking about, which I do think scales. Like I think you can, uh, you know, like you said, it's for very specific habits but and very focused, but you can apply it because the simplicity in it is the you know the the what the three numbers represent so you could take that and go okay well i'll apply this to you know spending you know eating well i'm going to apply this to exercise i'm going to apply this to meditation whatever you want to do that to i think the the kicker is giving yourself 
being kind to yourself. That's, I think, the key is I think a lot of people are very ruthless about this and say, hey, you know what? I, if I don't do it this way, then I'm, I'm screwing up. It's not going to work. See, I, I don't see it the same way. You don't see it the do. same way? I, no? I, not, not even a little. I, I, again, to me, I think being kind to yourself is usually a way to open the door to kind of sliding all the way back. Like, but your level of kindness – hold on, hold on. But your level of kindness is – I think that there's a kindness to say, okay – the minimum is 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 as kind as you're going to that, get. That, that's not a kindness. That that is setting what failure looks like. What I'm telling you, anything below that line is failure. I, I let's let's put it this way. The way that you, let's go back to your example about okay, the planning your seven days a week doesn't work for you. Go with just one. Mm-hmm. The room that you left that person for failure seems incredibly high because if they don't do that one day, they failed completely. But if you say hey. Start with three. Don't go below two. You've really set clear goals for somebody. And again, this is me thinking about myself. Like if sure. I said I'm going to eat healthy one day a week, it's not going to happen because it's not enough to be a habit. And honestly, it's a, it's binary. It's zero or one. You know, I either did it or I didn't. With something like this, I know what my goal is. I know what my ambition is. Like oftentimes when you set goal, it's like I'm going to do one and my stretch goal is two. Mm. I almost tend to go, I really want to achieve two, but I need to achieve one. And again, I know this is probably a distinction without a difference, but that mentality, at least, again, it works for me in my larger projects. I know what really good success looks like. I know what success looks like, and I sure as hell know failure when I look at it. So mark this in your, uh, anyone who's listening right now, we did hit a point where we disagreed. It was, it was, it took us a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we got there. We totally got there. I mean, I feel like we've been disagreeing quietly, but this was a substantive disagreement. I this think is... that's the difference. <laughs> All right. You know so, what it is, Marty? Uh, well, yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. Just try it is the mentality I normally take and has not had positive results. I think that is why I wanted to kind of start high, but know the least that I could dial it back, where I feel like I'm still in a groove, because that's the important part of a habit. You have to get into a groove. And I think if you make it too minimal, it just, again, doesn't really hold up. And I think that I think the, the interesting thing about what you're saying there is that you, you read like Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he talks about like the small incremental change, right? And things like that. So again, I think it becomes like, you know, it becomes personal, like, like productivity. It's very, you know, like I need this. This is where, this is the range that I operate in. This is the range that, that you know, you operate in. This is the range that someone else operates in. I'll, I'll, I'll joke you aside. I know we're kind of, you know, veering away from the, the combination conversation. I think you've always looked at productivity from a success standpoint. I sure. Think you speak best to people who have an inclination and really want to, to take that inclination and just dial it up. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I've always come at it more from the people who really, really struggle to get fundamentals done and need to get up to the next level. And I think those different mindsets require fundamentally fundamentally different ways to approach it. I mean, you and I have said this, it's not you're more successful, I'm less successful. I think the way you've approached, because I'm definitely, obviously, better looking and more successful than you. Hey, you're on TV at least once a week. (laughs) But, you know, I've always looked to approach this from the standpoint of, you know, anyone who's read my old site, Better Mess, I was coming from the set to need to improve, whereas I think you've always looked at it from the sense of I'm excelling. How do I excel at a higher level? And I know those two sound a lot alike, and maybe it is just sort of the core of how we're wired, but I do think, again, if you're at least coming to productivity from my standpoint, it really helps to think in terms more of how do I not fail more than how do I start to succeed. 
So I have to say one of the things when it came to talking about time crafting, I remember coming to you, this is after we were done, you know, working on, on, you know, workflowing, nay, five by five, nay, mics on mics was I talked to you about time crafting and I said, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, uh, the idea of the top down, I wanted an approach that would help people get through, you know, be able to, we talked about theming days and mode based work and all that stuff. And you said something to me that I think alludes back to what you were just talking about, which was the idea that you just want to get through today. And I think that there's that distinction there too. We, we've talked about like when we were doing the podcast together, I, I, I recognize that there was a lot of, a lot of that versus the, and you know, the let's get, let's think, you know, for this month, let's think for this year, let's think beyond that. And you said, I think that one of the things that you need to make sure you do is, is help people get through today. So what are you doing now? I mean, this is one element that we talked about, which is the, the set in the combination thing was you're trying. And, and I definitely want to explore that more. And I think, I mean, we talked about you maybe having something on the website about, it, and I think it's like yeah, on productivity. I, I, so I think it's great. Uh, my, my site's dead. So at yeah. this point, you know, I think it's better to put it up on yours. I talk a little bit about how I'm approaching this for myself, how I'm actually going about the fundamentals of it, how big I think it can scale for me. So, and then I'll just link to, I, I can, uh, I can ramble on about that or we could yeah. just, you know, punt that to the website and move into, well, you know, the weirder nonsense we normally ramble. And, and then the other thing is, I, is you know, when someone says, well, where can I find Mike's Mike's work? I'm like, yeah, I'll just link to Richline. I can buy some jewelry and that'll be all, all well. And <laughs> there you go. You know, honestly, I could do an ad for you right now. You know, if you're looking for an engagement <laughs> ring or, uh, you know, gemvara.com, that's really my focus these days. But um, no. <laughs> so let's talk, like, let's, what are you doing? To, what are you doing to get, like, I mean, we, we've talked about, like, you know, tools and stuff. And the last time I talked to you, I mean, things had changed you know, in terms of what you use and how you, I mean, obviously there's been even a larger bit of time since we spoke, uh, you know, what are you doing to kind of manage the day to day beyond what we were just talking about, like to get through today and then even go beyond, because one of the things you talked about, you know, when I was reading this piece is getting to the next level in your career. So how are you, how are you making all of that kind of, all that work in whatever way you are? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I would say when it comes, I'm, I'm going to probably start with like what I used to do compared to what I would do now. That's I great. You, years ago when we were doing this, I was sort of building myself up from scratch. I was building a scaffolding for structure I felt I did not have. And what I would tell you is through the process of writing the site, talking to you, really trying to figure myself out, understanding how I work, how I learn, what are my deficits, I built a lot of systems for myself that worked. And I would tell you at a certain point I was finding that the systems were weighing me down more than I needed to. So over time I began to strip away more and more of that system. And what I would say is like the details and the big particular systems. And by the way, you know, just to bring it full circle, I ultimately believe some of this combination stuff is really good to get me started and ultimately becomes more part of my life and becomes less important. But these days I don't, fully need that as much. You know, mm. we use project management software at work where, you know, an Asana-based team, um, you know, our, a lot of the work for the team that I manage is actually through our actual e-commerce system itself. So we're not going to add another layer. So you've got work in multiple places. I'm also working in a large corporation that, you know, you know we're on Slack, we're on Asana, but, a, you know, the rest of the teams, you know, on Outlook where we're on Gmail. You know, it's it's fitting a lot of different pieces together, and for a while I really tried to hold rigid to my systems, but they weren't flexible for the ways that I needed to work. So, a big part of it for me is still capture. You know, you know this about my brain. You know, it's that XKCD cartoon and about ADHD where the balloons are just floating away. You're trying to grab the oven one, and you're losing control of the go pick up the dry cleaning one. 
for me, it's really capturing and finding ways. And I still use, you know, Aaron Mankey's, you know, uh, I know of lore, but I'm still talking about his, um, his frictionless cards, cards, which you can't get anymore. <laughs> oh no, I bought a bunch of them before they went away. So I've still got a small stash, but they're dwindling down. Uh, Baron Figs yeah, index I, cards are the next ones you got to get. They, Joey just sent me a bunch, and they're they're right, they're, they're on par, and they're in Long perfect. they're right they're in Long Island City, so they're not far from you either. So yeah, you know, it's for me, it's really getting things down, ultimately getting them into the systems we use to do it. I would tell you on a regular basis. You know, I'm running through the projects that we have going on, the different initiatives we need to do it. We just did this with me and my team. We sat down. We really, okay, Q4 is coming up. This is the final hurrah. You know, this is the list that we've identified. I want to go through it, and I want to identify the holes. It's, again, that's review. You know, it, it is so much the fundamentals of what I learned, but over time, I've sort of contoured it to myself and contoured it to the reality of my day. You know, it's I'm running around between six meetings, quick capture, and really finding the time to download every night and get the details into a system. It, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but I capture the big stuff. I structure the big stuff. And the small stuff, you know, I've gotten better at just learning how to manage. You know, most of the people I talk to are entrepreneurs that were employees. And you're, you kind of inverted it a little bit. I mean, I knew you were always, you know, you always kind of had that, you, you, you had the day job. You know, we'll, 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 we'll qualify it as that, let's say. And then you started to explore this, this stuff with, with me and on your own, uh, you know, on the side and then, more on my own. Um, well, yeah, I was, I was the part that made a little bit of money. I think that was about it. <laughs> if your, if your money helped, that's a good point. <laughs> but, but bottom line is, is that at one point when we were ready to end, and it was a good time to end too, because I was ready to start doing my own thing in earnest and you were ready to start to do what you needed to do in earnest. And it was very much a, this is the good, this is a good time to wrap it up. So when most people that, that I have on the show are like, I quit my, I couldn't wait to get out of my day job and become an entrepreneur. And you know, they talk about that lifestyle, but you, you leaned back the other way. What's that been like? Because I think a lot of people that listen to, to podcasts or listen to especially business and entrepreneur ones are going, I, I need this, like the side hustle. We hear about the side hustle a lot. And we hear the, you know, the idea of, Oh, the dream of being the entrepreneur. But again, I'd like to hear from your perspective because you've, you, you didn't go that way. In fact, you, and you had the opportunity to as well. I mean, it was certainly a possibility at the end of the day. Here's the way I look at it for me. One, I started at the site and I started all this stuff with the intent of getting better at my job. Two, when it was there, honestly, one, I think I talked to you earlier, I started it as a personal project, yep. not a business. So midway through, I'm like, there might be a business here, but it sure as hell ain't structured like one. Mm. And then three, ultimately, I still love my industry. I still love my career. I love my team. I find myself challenged every day by what I do. And are there, you know limitations that come with not being your own boss? Absolutely. But are there benefits? Sure. I mean, even today I was working on, I had a random idea over the weekend that is not a small one by any stretch of the imagination. And if I tried to tackle something like that on my own, I'd get nowhere. You know, I'm one of the fun things about my life is I work for a Berkshire Hathaway company. You have a lot of possibilities. You have a lot of resources. And man, I've found some of the best professional working relationships I've had. And could I do that on my own? Possibly. But I found it here. I think it's Less about are you on your own, less about are you working for someone else, but more about are you able to keep growing, are you fulfilled, and do you have enough control that you are happy? And not 
happy every day. That's just not a reality. You know, it's are you when you take a step back, you know, go back to our, our conversations with Julian Smith when you zoom out, you know, how do you feel about what you're doing right now? And I would say if you're frustrated, it's always a good thing to get on a path to start changing that. And that could be starting to try to change where you are before you just say, you know what, I'm going to burn the ships and go do something completely different. There was there were definite moments where I was tempted to burn the ship, but there was always enough challenge and enough opportunity that I decided to lean towards that. And, you know, of course, yeah, I think you and I have also talked about, like, you know, every time you make a big decision like that, there's the version of me that wonders, you know, mm-hmm. what if I kept going down this road? You know, what if I had really leaned into it? What if I had said, okay, fine, I didn't start it like a business, but how do I turn it into one? Yeah, but who the hell knows? I mean, you know, there's a part, again, something you and I have talked about and I've certainly written about, you got to kill that other version of yourself. And I don't want to be the guy who's wondering what had happened if I kept my website. I want to be the guy who's kicking ass with my team and building things we're really proud of and, you know, selling people products that become a part of their lives and make them really happy. It's kind of a fun way to spend my days. One of the things that, and this has kind of been the theme, I think, not just about what, what we talked about now, but I think a lot of our conversations, we, uh, people get caught up. I'm definitely one of those people with productivity about being more about the future. Like, where am I going? What am I? Whereas I think that the more I've done this, and you definitely speak to this to a degree, is it's about being present. It's about like, okay, like you, you just touched on it. Like, you know, I can't think about what could have been. I can't think about it. It's about this here now. I know that there's elements, obviously, that, you know, there's some forethinking and, and you know, planning. I think a lot of people miss that idea of being present and how important that is for productivity. What, uh, what do you, what do you think on that? Oh, look for me, part of it is just the way I'm wired. I, it's yeah. easier for me to be focused on whatever's put in front of me. I'm, you know, one of the things I've gotten very good at at my job is context switching, put new information in front of me, go into a different mode. What I would say is I think where I tend to maybe differ from you. And I think, again, this is not that you're wrong, even though you are, it's more about personality <laughs> differences. <laughs> For me, I need to know where I'm going. I need to know the general direction that I'm pointing at. But I've only ever found benefit to planning so far down the road. This might be a byproduct of the projects we run, the way that you know we have a cyclical year. Every year, holiday comes. Every year, holiday goes. You've got your tent poles, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, you know, Christmas. But I know what the next few months are going to look like. I have a sense of what the months after that, and I have hopes as to the months that follow that. And I've kind of found in my own life that, you know, that's about as far as I ever really am able to plan because once I'm down that road, something inevitably always significantly changes. So it's having that intention, knowing where you want to get to, but also, like you said, being a little closer to this moment right now, paying more attention to yourself, honestly, enjoying what you're doing rather than hoping for what you wish you were doing instead. You know, and again, some of this is when you're frustrated, when you're, you know, feeling like you're in a rut, I think part of that is understanding, like, am I unhappy in general or am I unhappy right now? You know, and again, this is probably a different version of the present, but it's, even if you're feeling that for a week or even a month, it could just be a phase. It could just be a thing. You know, it's there's benefit to not obsessing about what will happen and focusing on what you're doing. I found a lot of benefit from that tactic. Last question, and uh, it's I think it's one that I've I've been waiting to ask for a while. So, what's it like going to Omaha, and what's Warren like? 
so I actually did have the chance to meet him. Uh, the, what you're talking about is the Berkshire Hathaway meeting. Um, yeah, the big one. run a small booth there and amusingly sell gold coins with Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's face. And he actually came by the booth not this year but last and you know, got to meet my father who uh, you know, w- you know, was just a really big moment in his life. He is a very, very sweet man. I am very, very fortunate to work for a company within his umbrella it's I mean, just to talk about that environment. It's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of uh, you know just massive people coming from around the country who some are local and love it, some are overseas and are investors. You just see the way that that guy has touched people's lives through commerce. And as someone who you know does that in a much, 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 much smaller way. It is really amazing to see someone who's at the top of his game doing that. Well, yeah, and Charlie's nobody to see. I mean, I didn't realize that, you know, when I worked at Costco all those years, Charlie Munger was like on on the board. Like he, he was highly involved. So it was like, I'm like, wow, it's kind of neat to see that too. Cause I actually have the, the Dow of Charlie Munger book. And uh, I mean, there's another guy who's right just with it, just on it. Yeah. I mean, again, like his whole thing of mental models, you know, I've yep. learned a lot from people who work much closer to him than I do. And also just from, you know, the books and ideas they've put out there. I mean, they are, I had the pleasure, not this year, but again, last year of actually watching them, you know, field questions. And it is astounding how much they can pull out of their head, how well they know their business, how wired into what they're doing they are. And, you know, forget their age at any age to be that engaged in what you're doing. It's pretty darn inspiring. Definitely. Hey, man, this has been great. I know that it was has one. It? Of, yep. Has it? Well, for me, it has. It, you know, I mean, uh, okay. well, at least for one of us. You it, know? For me, it's been good. I mean, I've been drinking, so that's helpful. Um, that, does help. that does help. I'm almost done the beer. Um, actually, and it, one thing that and I want to share this because we've never I've never really shared this, but there's an episode. Maybe I'll find the clip of it and maybe I'll air my ridiculousness during it. We'll see. But we, when we used to do these episodes today, as as we're recording this, I told I told Mike off the top. I said, you know, this is conversation number five today. This is episode four that I've recorded today, and there was a time where we did three episodes of Mike's on Mike's back to back, and we did the drinking for each episode. But I would drink like the bombers, and I was drinking like seven percent. So by the time we got to the third episode, um, it was unusable. I would say for yeah, broadcast. Think, didn't, didn't, we, didn't we have an interview with Stephen Hackett earlier in the night? And then we had, um, was it Brad? Well, we had Brett Kelly was the one that we couldn't Brett, use. Brett, it was Brett. Yes, absolutely. Brett Kelly was, was the one, but we had two others. We had Stephen Hackett and we had someone else. We did three of them because there was no way, like I've done two before, but three, I think it was three. And yeah, um, I invented letters of the alphabet Brett basically had to take over co-hosting duties because there was, I mean, I was toasted. Like it was, it was rather, it was, (laughs) I'm like, this is great. I'm going to keep going. We are never going to be able to use this, but I am not stopping this train at all. So I believe I have that. This may end up being something that gets seized the live day to a limited group of people at some point. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I swear to God, if you take this and if you are on my Patreon, I will give you this episode. No, you shame yourself publicly, Barty, or you don't shame yourself. Exactly. I don't have Patreon anymore. So if it's going to happen, maybe it'll be a little clip here at the end of the episode or somewhere down the line. But uh, it's been a long time. Like one clip of you making just I mean, you normally make no sense, but like literally sounding just sounding like I feel about you. That's how (laughs) I thought you were in that episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, looking back now, because it's been a while, I can have perspective on it. But at that time, I was just, um, yeah, it was like one of those things, like, how in the world did I, what, what, what was I thinking? Um, which, you know, I think is what you normally think about me most. I'm like, what was he thinking? So yeah, I was thinking that at the beginning of the first episode we recorded that day. So I, I was probably thinking it at the end. Too. And you're probably thinking it now. Uh, 100%. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not going to say where people can find you because we, you know, you, they can find you. Um, if they're lucky, lurking, they can lurking on Twitter is pretty much the best you're going to get from me these days. Yeah. Or you might bump into you somewhere in Manhattan. Maybe that's always an option too. <laughs> uh, hey man, this has been great. Um, I'm glad I did this for this special bonus episode because it was, I mean, like I said, the, the, I mean, as much as I've been podcasting for like the, you know, at least a decade, there was a, like a real good chunk of time where it was me and you, and it was like a blast to do it as much as I was a pain in your ass and you've been a bit of a pain in mine. Um, it, it became like that, light. it became, it became that, you know, you know, when the pain goes away and you're like, Oh, I, that's weird. I was kind of comforted by it. Um, that's I needed to invite that back in a little bit. For, so I'm glad you were able to show up for this episode and help me have that you back. You know what it is? Every time you're finally building self-confidence, here I come to knock you Yeah, out. I can't wait till my book comes out and you're able to to knock me. That's You know, if, if anyone ever wonders, like, why hasn't Mike written the book yet? Because Michael Schechter will find the book and and be sure to... I really look forward to getting a copy of that, <laughs> putting it in my bathroom and never fucking reading it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the bathroom reader. It'll be that. And it'll also be like, I think you've already set up about 14 different Amazon accounts so that you can just share, like just slag it uh, consistently throughout. Uh, throughout. You can pre-order it now so you can go ahead and start if you want. So there, <laughs> The book has not been uh, released yet, uh, but I, I know it's going to be terrible. Hi, I used to uh, do a podcast with Mike Vardy. He has no idea what he's talking about. One star. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this zero stars if I could, but Amazon is making me give it one star. So there you go. Hey, man, thanks again for joining me today. This has been awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to actually seeing you again where we can actually have beer in public when you're off the whole third, but we have to do it during that time where it, it yeah, works for your combination. I, I, I will use actually, that'll be one of my sick days. There you go. There you go. Well, you will be sick because you'll be hanging out with me. You got the joke, Marty. Congratulations. I did. I did. Uh, thanks again for joining me, buddy. Always a pleasure.
Tell what, me what, why. Why don't, we, why don't we let Brett do the Brett, count? Brett, you count the down. <laughs> oh, my you God. You count it down now. Ready? Three, two, one. Click. Okay, now you can go. Oh, okay. We were starting there. I didn't yeah. know we were stopping. We're, we're recording now. No, we're recording. All right. Good times. Welcome to the Mike's on Mike's podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Michael Schechter of abettermess.com. And with me, as usual, is Mike of uh, Vardy.me, which would explain my last name. Vardy, Mike Vardy of Vardy.me. And I'm at Mike Vardy on the Twitter and with us as uh, irregularly. Never, uh, as once before. Eh, as irregularly. Before. Irregularly. Because, you know, you never know. He may come back again if we dismiss him so, you know. We need to start over again, Vardy. No, we don't. We don't. No, no, you made it. Sa- now, we- okay, go ahead. Start over again because you. We didn't have to, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, trust me, you're, you're gonna thank me later. All right.